Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is AppSats Radio, help for partners after sexual betrayal. We talk about it here. Betrayal trauma. We are AppSats certified clinical partner specialists and coaches who have been trained to help navigate you through this crisis. There is nothing we won't talk about. Sometimes listeners want to know about triggers. I'm dealing with the aftermath of my husband's affairs, and he still works the same job that he did when he was acting out. It's a job that allows him to hide his goings on and one that he stated was the previous trigger for his acting out. The whole 16 and a half years we've been together, he's acted out. In the beginning, what I thought it was was just pornography. Um, it ended up being, I found out two and a half years ago, he had been with multiple prostitutes. I only found out a very small portion of that until about a month ago. How do you cope with all of that when you still have to deal with unavoidable triggers? Well, of course you would feel traumatized by hearing all that information and I got to tell you Stephanie that's a staggered disclosure that's finding out little bits and pieces about your husband's behavior throughout a time period making you feel insecure unsure and unsafe so what we got to do is set up a situation whereby you get with a specialist to do a formal disclosure so you can hear everything at one time in a safe environment Betrayal Recovery Radio, and we do our best to provide you with the resources and the services and apps that really allow for people to understand what is going on in your life now that discovery has occurred. And for some of you that have you've had discovery many, many years ago, we offer you services to get you through the post-traumatic growth. And Super excited today because we're going to be talking with Kathleen Etherton, and she is somebody who has created programming all over the UK called the Naked Truth Project, and this resource is so um, valuable to people over on the other side of the world because the truth of the matter is they don't have a lot, and I know that some of our people from the United States have even joined their group. So they have um, a new mission. And so, Catherine, I am so honored to welcome you to the show. I want to hear all about what is going on in the U.K. and this new program you have that you're calling the P Word. Um, tell me a little bit about your new mission and how you're hoping to provide services to our community. Mm, thanks, Carol, and it's really nice to be back with you. It's been a little while since we've done this together. Uh-huh. Um, so um, at Naked Truth Project, 
um, although a bunch of the work that we do is focused on recovery, we also have always had this broader mission, which is to open eyes and free lives from the damaging impacts of pornography. Um, and so the work that I do with my team at Naked Truth Recovery sits in that category of sort of freeing lives, right? That mm -hmm. we are looking to, to help people move into freedom from problematic sexual behaviors, from trauma, um, re re regarding that and all of those other things. But we also do a bunch of this other stuff over in the open eyes category of the work that we do. So a big part of our mission has always been uh, about raising awareness, um, offering education and starting conversations about the P word, that being pornography. Um, and so we've got uh, facilitators who go talk to uh, children in schools, we've got folks who run parent workshops, we've got creatives who start, who offer sort of provocative content to begin to start those conversations about pornography, about internet safety, uh, about sexuality and sexual behavior in young people through to adulthood. Um, and so as a Christian organization, one of the places we really wanted to begin that conversation about the P word was in churches. Um, and you and I both know that um, people who have issues with sexual behavior or, or who have experienced betrayal, often their church is the first place they're going to turn for answers, for support. Um, and often the church is a place that is under-equipped, under-educated to support people well with that. And so we are, we've, we've always run what we call the P-word conference, run that across the UK um, over the years to sort of equip the church to support people with problematic behaviors and to think through the issue of pornography. But, you know, as everybody has done this last year or two, COVID has really forced us to rethink the way that we're offering uh, support to people and information and education to people. And we thought, huh, what a great opportunity to take the P word conference, which is normally just a local conference, international. Let's put it online. Let's invite speakers um, from around the world and let's begin to talk to churches all the way around the globe. So we're really, really excited to be able to start that conversation on a global scale because the other thing we know for sure, as I know you are aware of, is that pornography, problematic sexual behavior, exploitation, betrayal, those are not localized issues. They're not country-based issues. They're issues that impact everybody all the way around the world. Well, absolutely. And the fact that you're doing it globally, you know, what I know is that churches are uncomfortable talking about sexuality anyway, let alone problematic sexual behaviors. And pornography is one of those behaviors that can be so anonymous and so accessible and so affordable. I mean, it can be free, although it right. usually can escalate into paying services, um, that it really is epidemic. And oftentimes that's where a partner wants to go first is to her pastor, to her priest, to her rabbi, to kind of help and assistance and support. And, I have to say that in most cases, churches are very uncomfortable talking about this issue. So I love that you're taking it globally. 
Do you have some of your guests already booked to to do this online? Absolutely, and we have um, a really diverse collection of contributors for this conference. I'm so excited that, um, you know, this is not just about, well, what does recovery from problematic sexual behavior look like? We've got five streams across the conference. So recovery is one of those streams, but we're also looking at church. So what do what should Christians know about pornography? Why should the church care about this issue more broadly than just what does recovery entail? We've got a stream for recovery and we've got some of our own APSAT folks speaking into that stream. So Barbara Steffens is joining us and Jake Porter is joining us. Um, we've got Andrew Bauman, who's a well-known Christian speaker on this topic, talking about healthy sexuality for men in recovery. We've also got three other streams which are focused on family and youth, because we know that it's not just the partner that can be impacted within the family system. So we want to talk about, well, what does pornography use within a family? How does that impact the wider system? How are young people interacting with and being impacted by pornography out in the world there today? So family and use is another stream. And then we've got a stream for stories where people will bring their real life experiences and testimonies of addiction and recovery and um, all of those other aspects. And finally, we're looking at the implications of pornography around the topic of justice. Um, so we know that there are links between the pornography industry and exploitation and human trafficking and all of those other sort of side effects of an industry like the pornography industry. So we've got speakers across all of those streams, including the justice stream. Because as an organization, we have been involved a little bit in lobbying and legislation and, and just trying to um, sort of change the political narratives around pornography as well. So, so it's a really exciting and diverse range of speakers. We've got folks from um, organizations like Exodus Cry who have championed the Trafficking Hub uh, campaign against the big porn uh, producers and, and distributors. Uh, we've got folks from uh, legislation organizations. We've got young people, influencers who are using their platforms to talk about porn. Um, so I'm really, really excited about all of the different contributors. And we've got them from all around the world. We've got New Zealand and Australia and the US and the UK. Um, and so whatever time zone, wherever you are in the world, there's going to be someone local to you talking. There's going to be people from across the, the other side of the world talking. And we're going to try to air live sessions every couple of hours or so. Wow, that is so exciting. I, I really... I admire the fact that you put this work together. It's uh, amazing. And I'm really pleased that you are doing something for families and for youth because we've got to stop this intergenerational um, epidemic. And what we know, or at least according to Gail Dine, by the time a child is 11, they consume 25 hours of porn. And sometimes that pornography comes from their mother or their father's usage. And so we really have to heighten awareness on how to keep our kids safe, too. Right. 
Yeah. And with the, you know, within the church, Carol, I think sometimes, and you know, I'm always careful not to tar every Christian or all churches with the same brush, but but sometimes what we see is this kind of nimby attitude, like, oh yeah, porn is a thing, and porn and young people is a thing, but not in my backyard, right? It doesn't happen in my congregation, or us Christians, we, we're not into that kind of stuff. And, and actually the statistics, as you know, tell a very different story. The statistics show that uh, pornography use in the church is alive and well in pretty much the exact same quantities and with the exact same demographics as everybody else in the world as well. Yes, Kat, I absolutely would substantiate that. And is this um, mission that you have, is this put on by the Naked Truth? Yeah, so we, we as an organization, have, have um, done the P-Word conference across every major city in the UK in the past. Wow. Um, and it's a sort of a core part of what we want to offer out there into the Christian world. So not everything that we do as an organization is exclusively Christian, um, nor do we only work with, you know, Christian people in recovery. But um, as a Christian organization, we feel like we are uniquely placed to speak to people who identify with the Christian faith and, and particularly to churches. And so, you know, I think one survey from a, a fair number of years ago showed that 97% of pastors who were interviewed were saying porn is a bigger problem than it's ever been before. And of those same group of pastors, only 7% had a program or anything in place to help people within their congregations with it. So as a Christian organization, we thought how we can, you know, we can speak the language of church, we can understand some of the challenges that churches are facing around this issue, and we can offer both a pastoral and practical response, which is really important too, isn't it? Because it's all right having all your theology in line and all your theological ducks in a row, but if you can't actually do anything Mm -hmm. with that information, then what, you know, what you use of it. So we want to offer something a bit more practical too. Well, I think that's excellent. And the other thing that I know is that the more you educate churches and the more you educate the general public as well as the church leadership, the more and more this issue will come out. People will feel comfortable coming to the churches and the synagogues and and saying, my gosh, this is happening in my home, and I didn't know where to turn, and I was really embarrassed and felt like something must be wrong with me, and I was afraid to bring it here for fear of judgment. And the church is one of the best places to go to bring their fears and their sins, if you will, um, and expose them and get help because they don't know what to do, because they don't have formalized programs, this sounds like a grassroots effort to begin that process of really empowering the the different religious organizations to figure out how they can help their congregations, their parishes, their synagogues. I'm just absolutely thrilled. And Naked Truth is just always on top of things. Tell Tell our listening audience a little bit about what you do as the Naked Truth and what you've been doing for how many years now? 
So the Charity in 83 project was founded, I guess, about seven years ago, which was before I was um, a part of the organization. Um, and the guy who founded Naked Truth Project, his name's Ian Henderson, he um, has been involved in sort of Christian ministry stuff for most of his adult life. Um, and uh, I guess as a lot of these organizations are, Naked Truth Project is founded on his story, which was that as an adult, his dad was actually unexpectedly arrested for possessing indecent images of children. And that uh, revelation, of course, rocked their entire family and alerted Ian to this whole world that he had really known not very much about at all. I think he would confess to being somewhat naive around the issue of pornography. He often says he thought that was a thing that some people did sometimes. Uh -huh. But as his dad's uh, sort of backstory unfolded, how had he gotten to this place of consuming the kind of illegal, abusive content that he was looking at, this story of decades? and decades of addictive pornography consumption came out and he his eyes were opened to the, the size of the problem. And so, um, you know, he often says that it wasn't on his list of things he wanted to do when he grew up to start a porn charity, but nonetheless, his own personal experience sort of propelled that. And so Naked Truth Project was born. When I joined the team about, uh, I guess, four years ago now, um, it, it really came about as a result of my seeing Ian talking at a Christian conference about the issue of pornography. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Christians talking about porn. This is huge. Um, and I was, uh, you know, had had my own experience as a partner and kind of said, oh, you know, the work you guys are doing is great. And nobody is telling my story as a partner of a pornography user, as a partner of a sex addict. Um, and, and so, you know, how about we, we do some of that? And at the time, they were very polite and lovely and said that, you know, we really think that's important, but there's no money for that. And, and so I had gone off and gotten my training with apps and sort of set up my own practice. But um, I could see that the work of Naked Truth Project was, was really at the leading edge of something so important here in the UK where, as you said, there was not a huge amount of resources, not a huge amount of conversation. And I just really wanted to be part of, of a team of people. You know, doing this work can sometimes be lonely uh -huh. and you sometimes feel like you're swimming against the tide. And so there was something for me about being involved with a team. So I joined the team and we set up our first partner program, which is now really central to the work that we do. And since then, we've developed other recovery programs. And although we are based in the UK, actually our programs that we offer with them being completely online are accessible to and filled with people from all over the world. Um, and we've intentionally positioned ourselves in that international space because we wanted those three things that you said, Carol, that make the porn industry successful, the anonymous, affordable, and accessible, we wanted to reverse engineer those and say, okay, how do we make support and recovery affordable, anonymous, and accessible? How do we redeem those things that have been used for, for evil, if you will? How do we redeem those and use them for good? And so um, that's what I do at Naked Truth Project. But as I said, we've got this whole other 
um, section of our work, which relates to um, being involved in legislation, being involved in shaping policy, being involved in schools and communities and churches. Um, and I think a lot of people don't know so much about that side of our work. They hear me talking about the work of Naked Truth Recovery and they don't realize that we also do a lot of other stuff around advocacy and, and just trying to start a conversation in, in our culture about pornography and sexual behaviors. Well, you know, Kat, it, it's interesting that you're talking about all this because actually I've got my training, I'm a therapist obviously of 41 years, but I got my training as a coach to take people to the next level. And after I did that, my coaching president said, what are you going to do next? And I said, sex addiction. And he said, oh, that would be a great niche. What makes you want to go into it? And I said, well, I am a local therapist, and I am getting more and more and more calls from superintendents of schools because kids are having oral sex on the bus. They're participating in sexual acts. And we don't know how to deal with it. We don't know how to manage it. We don't know how to stop it. And if that's not bad enough, we've got kids on the bus that are videotaping it and then sending it virally to all their friends and, I don't want to say family, but cousins and, you know, that kind of thing. And he goes, this is epidemic and it's rampant. And we feel like we need to nip it in the bud. Well, that's when I said, you know, I'm not quite sure I can help parents educate kids, but if the parents don't really want comfortable talking about oral sex or talking about sexual um, episodes on the bus, it's not going to go anywhere. And that's when I got my certification in sex addiction, and then I couldn't do that without getting my certification in partner-sensitive clinical work and it's just all blended and obviously the show as well as our organizations are doing a beautiful job of collaborating with each other to make this an open conversation something not to hide from something to dialogue about and find additional ways of support and when you said that you are making these kind of conversations, affordable, accessible, and anonymous, both in your Naked Truth project, which we can't talk money, but I'm telling you, Naked Truth is one of the most affordable resources in the world. Um, and, and you know, in the churches where it's typically free to go in and talk to your pastor or maybe even participate in a Christian support group for this, um, I'm just thrilled that you have taken it on. You've got such a good host of people. How can how can our listeners get a hold of your organization to find out more about this programming? Thank you for asking that, Carol. So uh, the P-Word Conference has a dedicated website where you can go and take a look at our 40-ish uh, contributors. So you can see a full lineup of our speakers. You can take a look at more closely at those streams and what you can expect to find within each one. And you can buy a ticket, which will either give you access to all of the content across the three days of the conference, or else you can buy an all access 
access ticket, which will give you uh, on-demand playback content for a lifetime. The conference is happening across three days, September 28th, 29th, and 30th, and we're going to broadcast content across those three days. Um, and all of that information is on our dedicated website. So the web address that you need is www.pwordconference.com. So that's pwordconference.com. And like I said, everything that you need to know about the conference is right there. We're still finalizing some of our speakers, but I think last check we were at something like 37 speakers across those four days. So um, being here in the UK, but, but broadcasting to the US time zones and, and the Australia, New Zealand time zones, I think we're going to have a busy week that week, and my boss is going to be really tired at the end of it as he's you know, trying to be awake. Um, and offer Q&A sessions and, you know, interactive opportunities for whatever time zone you're in around the world. Because obviously the other thing is that as a team at Naked Truth Project, we actually have teams in the U.S., we have team in New Zealand, and so, you know, we really wanted everybody in an English-speaking country to be able to access some of this content. I would strongly recommend that people purchase the slightly more expensive but still very affordable all access tickets so that they've got the opportunity to go back and revisit this content because you know 40 speakers across three days that's a lot of information to try to cram into one brain all at once yeah. so you know we really want people to have the opportunity to go back and re-watch that and maybe sit Well, we had a little technical difficulty, but thank you again, Kat, for all this information. Remember, this is a website that has a, a totally different uh, address, but I want you to be able to check out The Naked Truth also. That's www.nakedtruthrecovery.com. And again, I cannot emphasize how important it is to be able to see content that's affordable and that's available to you all hours of the day and night. You know, there's six hours, there's six hours away. And so that means if you're up at three in the morning, they probably have some content available to you live. And Kat Etherington, you are an amazing uh, creator. I know you've got an, a fantastic team. I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, thank you for all that you do. And now, despite the technical difficulties, I will add that there will only be one of you at all times, and I fearlessly want you to have the courage yourself, be yourself. And if you're interested in starting something in your church, feel free to contact me at carol at carolthecoach.com and I will get you to the right professional who can help you take this beyond your own family but to your community as well. Make it a good week, and I'll see you for more Betrayal Recovery Radio next week.